Hi guys, my name is Rebecca. Welcome to the show and the place where we are unleashing women to be who God created them to be, to have fruitful relationships with Christ, to produce good fruit on this planet, to actually bring heaven to earth. That is what we were created for and it's when we are the most satisfied. I'm a Christian speaker and a life coach and this is a place for any woman who loves God and loves growth and wants to make the most of her life right now. Let's get to the good stuff. Welcome to the show, guys. Happy Monday to you all. Um, I'm so excited. We have another interview today and a very different one than we've done in the past. Um, my guest today is actually an author of Christian fiction. Her name is Heather Norman Smith. She lives in North Carolina. According to her bio, her goal is to entertain and encourage readers and illuminate the redemptive love of God through story. We've been chatting a little bit and I cannot wait to dive into not only just her author or her journey as an author, because I know there's some of my listeners, some people out there right now who maybe felt called to that. Um, but really we're also going to focus a lot of our conversation today on just in general, using our gifts and our talents and our interests to tell other people about Jesus. So for those of y'all that are in the abundant life lab, you know, that we're talking about purpose and calling this month. And I'm really challenging you guys to think about what is your bigger purpose? Why are we all here? All those kind of things. And so she's been on her own journey and we're going to talk about it. Um, welcome to the show, Heather. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Um, would you give us, I mean, I get, I just gave a little bit of an introduction, but can you go ahead and, and give a little bit more maybe about your number of kids or how long you've been writing anything like that so that my audience can just get to know you a bit? Awesome. Sure. I live right outside Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I'm married and have four kids. Um, so <laughs> currently their ages are 16, 12, 10, and six. And oh. um, our, young, our youngest was adopted from foster care. And so he's been with us since he was two and a half. Um, but so we stay very, very busy. And, I, you know, in addition to being an author and a speaker, um, I do have a full-time day job as well. So I work in information technology uh, as a business analyst and for a software company. And so that takes up a lot of time as well. So it's yeah. a lot of balancing going on, but I yeah. love this, uh, this life that the Lord has given me. And uh, like you said, I'm a, a Christian fiction author. I do write some devotions too, but it's a passion of mine and I'm glad to, to be able to do that. Awesome. Okay. So let's I want to talk um, a little bit about the just being an author kind of stuff first. And then, you know, for kind of the bulk of the conversation, we'll just open it up to what does it feel like as a woman to have a calling? What is this calling God has on our life? Everybody's different calling, our purpose for the kingdom, so on and so forth. Um, you said you started writing in what, 2017? That's right. Okay. And what <laughs> random first question, do you have a favorite book that you've written? I think most authors would say that their favorite is whatever they're working on, yeah. whatever they just released. And, and that is true for me because um, it's, you learn so much with each new story. And so it, writing uh, is especially at fiction and nonfiction, but I know with, within fiction, it's a constant learning process, honing your craft. And so I hope and pray that each book gets better. And mm -hmm. so I'm more confident with each story, you know, more confident with, you know, mm -hmm. suggesting, hey, you know, I hope you read this and enjoy it uh, with each one. So, yes, the most recent one that released in February 
is my favorite right now. And what's the name of that book? That book is called Songs for a Sunday. And it released in February, and it is a split-time novel, which was a new challenge for me. I had never done split-time. So you've got one storyline in the present day, and you've got one storyline in the 1960s. Mm. And at some point, those storylines converge toward wow. near the end of the book to, to make the big picture. Um, but, you know, I hope that it has a very strong gospel message. I feel that it does. Mm. But I think there's um, it has lots of themes of motherhood, lots of themes of sisterhood mm-hmm. and maybe um of laying aside our dreams some what we think our calling is in order to follow what god really has for us that's a big theme in this book mm. i want to talk about that book um but let me start with when you wrote your first book did you know what you were doing I had not a clue <laughs> i just knew i had a burden okay so and it came by complete surprise, and like I shared with you uh, before we started recording, it was such a surprise that it, it felt very strange. I was sitting on the beach watching my kids play in the water, and a character popped into my brain and started talking to me mm. <laughs> so strongly that later I, I questioned my sanity just a little bit because she just started mm. telling me her story, just rapid fire. Wow. And I, I felt like this was just something I had to get it out of my brain and onto paper. Mm-hmm. And so we came home from the beach, you know, I'd taken a lot of notes while we were there and I literally had to like start Googling how, how do you write a novel? Because I knew this was a story that needed to come out. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> learning, learning curve for sure, because I had the story first, but then had to start working on how to actually put it together. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, after that story was written, the next one came very, very quickly. And that's when I started going to writers conferences and uh, doing a lot of reading on the craft and mm. uh, a lot of work. Mm. So what's your process now? How do you just write every morning for a little bit? Or what does it look like when you're working on a book? I write mostly when my kids are asleep. So I'm not a morning person, never have been a morning person. So when my kids are in the bed, which now as they get older, it gets later and later. Yeah. So it's harder. Uh, I can't just send them to bed early. But, um, you know, between 10 and midnight, that's mm-hmm. that's usually when I'm sitting mm-hmm. on the couch with my laptop in my lap, you know, tapping mm-hmm. away at the keyboard. Okay. Awesome. What, what advice would you give for a woman who's listening right now and maybe feels the burden to start writing? I think the the best advice is to just start uh, as we had talked about, just, you know, just do it. Even if you don't have the intention that I'm going to share this with anyone, just to get yourself started, put something down, uh, just, just start and see where it goes. But obviously we pray, we seek the Lord, you know, is this your will for me? Um, can you, you know, will you help me with this? Mm-hmm. And will you guide me with this? Put him first in it. And yes, he's going to help you. Yes, he's going to guide you in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some very practical things that people can do who have an interest in writing that will tremendously help and, and put you on the, the right path so that, you know, maybe some of the mistakes that I made really early on, you know, mm-hmm. you can avoid. And I think that's getting started at a writer's conference early in your journey. Okay. Uh, there are some, especially in the Christian writers, I don't know much about the secular market, uh, what kind of conferences are available, but I know for Christian writers, there are conferences all over the place mm. that are very good 
um, and very, very helpful. So and they hook, hook people up with what, like editors, publishers, what? Definitely. So, okay. um, and this is fiction and nonfiction. Yeah. So at a writer's conference, not only are you going to take classes to help you grow in your craft and, and, and honestly, most of these are very, uh, special time of worship as well. And just connecting with the Lord, but, but you're going to have opportunity to meet editors, literary agents, publishers, mm. um, to make those connections because that is a big part of this, this journey yeah. is the connections. It's the people that you meet, mm. um, that, that help you move from point A to point B. Mm. Um, but also it really is about the learning and about, you know, there are so many aha moments, you know, where you, you, you may be a fantastic writer, but there's this one little piece missing that when someone shares with you, it's like a light bulb goes off and you're like, mm -hmm. oh, this is what my writing is missing that can make it even stronger. And mm -hmm. so I feel like people who have, are very seasoned <laughs> still have those those moments always yeah I don't think that ever ends I mean I'm not an author yet I hope to be soon someday I, ha I have started a book um I have about 30,000 words I think I need close to like 60 or 90 to be done with it but yeah I put I put some work into it but um we'll, we'll talk about that offline you can you can yes. to finish it when we're done here. I would love to talk to you about that because I do I have nonfiction ideas too and I've you know mm. I've got some things on paper uh, even addition to the devotions, but I think, you know, when the Lord gives you these, these, this creativity, you know, mm -hmm. I love it that we're like him and he's creative, obviously. And mm -hmm. so he instills that in us mm -hmm. and there's so many different outlets that we can pursue mm -hmm. uh, with that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's hard to like hone it all in because mm -hmm. you're just kind of bursting at the seams. <laughs> to yeah. I have two different struggles and this is not on our topic right now at all, but I think it will be helpful to people listening. One of my struggles is yes, I feel like I have so many ideas and themes and truths in my head that I'm like, I have no clue. I mean, I can't chase just one of these down and I feel so almost overwhelmed by like even what I'm learning and what I'm observing and because I coach so many clients every day and I interact with so many women all the time that the aha moments that are happening and like the kind of truth moments that are happening come at me like a wave. And I'm like, I don't know how to sort all this out. But then my other issue that I have is I do feel that I creatively run dry quickly every day because the coaching that I do and the speaking that I do is a lot of problem solving it's, it's a lot of creative thinking just to like hold space for counseling and coaching. And so by the end of the day, I'm like, I am so empty that I need like inspiration. I obviously need the word. I need to be filled up again before I can go just do even more creative work. So I don't know if the, those two problems, like, or those two things, like I have all of these ideas, but then I'm like, my creative juices have run dry, <laughs> mean that I have not finished. Yeah, you have to recharge, refresh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever feel you'll the, get there? I have no yeah. doubt you'll get there. Yeah. Um, well, okay. I want to know if it was hard for you to lean into being, you know, to writing as a mother. I mean, I feel like there's messages nowadays that maybe you're only supposed to be a mother or that being a wife and a mother is kind of the highest calling or you're not supposed to split your time. So I think it's beautiful and fascinating that you had three, maybe all four at the time when you started writing, it sounds like. 
Um, and I just wonder what that spiritual journey was like for you. Well, at the time when I started writing, I had, I had three kids, but it's interesting. I think the Lord allowed this partly to help me process the things that he was doing in my life. Mm. Uh, because I believe he created me as a writer, even mm -hmm. if I haven't always recognized that. Mm -hmm. So that first story that I wrote, it dealt with a woman, uh, a 60 year old woman who is retired early to care mm -hmm. for her first grandchild, but then the arrangements changed and now she's not. And so it's like, what do I do with myself? Mm -hmm. And then she has this opportunity to spend time with a 13 year old girl who is in foster care and who mm -hmm. has gotten into some trouble. And so through the ministry of her church, she's going to be spending time with this young woman. And it was interesting that at the time that I start writing this, that this character just told me our story. That was the time that the Lord was starting to lead my husband and I into uh, going to sign up for our foster care training classes. Okay. And so those, those things aligned in a way that made me feel like maybe he was, um, helping me to process what he was doing in my life, even through this fiction story, you know, yeah. this is made up. This is just something from uh, my imagination, but it mm -hmm. aligned with, with life, with true life. So, love that. um, so I believe that, yes, we, uh, definitely mm -hmm. being a mom keeps me very, very busy. My day job keeps me very busy. And so it is tough. And, and honestly, it's, it's, it's funny how it, it doesn't get easier to be honest, as I go along, mm -hmm. um, because every time you kind of feel like you're, you're in a groove, well, your kids change, they're different people than they were a year ago. Mm -hmm. They have new challenges now, you mm -hmm. know, you've got to kind of relearn how to do this whole motherhood thing, because now I have a 16 year old and mm -hmm. things are different for her. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it, it doesn't necessarily get easier but I have found all along that his grace is sufficient mm -hmm. and that he equips you to do what you're called to do mm -hmm. um one and thing so let I, me pause you right there sure because I just want to talk about this with you not that you're necessarily an expert or I'm an expert but we're just as women let's talk about it mm -hmm. do you think God calls women to uh gosh how do I even phrase this question uh specific things and or things above being a wife and a mother uh or I, I feel like to? in addition to for sure for sure I mean um being a wife and a mother is a high calling there's no doubt but women have the the god-given ability to be so many things in the kingdom for mm -hmm. the kingdom mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. him mm -hmm. and and, and that's just a, a privilege and an honor that we have to represent Christ in the areas of our gifting beyond, mm -hmm. you know, just caregiving. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So I do believe that, that writing, I believe it's speaking for him is, is a God given mm -hmm. ability. And I think kind of like, you know, the, the parables of the talents, mm -hmm. if we don't, mm -hmm. if we don't, mm -hmm. not only are we disobedient <laughs> to God, but we're missing out mm -hmm. on a part of our lives that, that we need mm -hmm. fulfillment in mm -hmm. because that's what he made us to do. I completely agree. In fact, I've, 
struggled a little in the, in the Christian circles when I've heard moms, you know, or even moms of young kids who have kind of said, like, I feel like I, I was, I don't want to say made to do more, but I have heard those words or I want to do more, or I'm just struggling with, you know, being quote unquote, just a mom. And a lot of times the response they seem to get is this is God's calling on your life. This is God's purpose on your life. Kind of like learn to be content with it. And mm-hmm. to be totally honest, there's a part of me that's like, mm, can we have a conversation about that? At least? <laughs> like, can we at least see, has God laid something else on her heart? In addition to, is there time for, is there bandwidth? I mean, I'm not saying abandon home and family, but I think I just agree with you. I just agree with you that women are capable of a lot and called to a lot and that we shouldn't idolize the role of wife or mother, meaning there's purpose, there's gifts, there's talents, there's calling that God has for you that can also be very fulfilling. And maybe even that God's going to ask you about someday. Like I gave you this talent. What did you do with it? You know, that we're going to not, I'm not trying to scare people, but like, won't we be held accountable for our time and our talents and the, the things that God gave us, you know? Right. For sure. One thing that I have a burden about is, um, you know, people think, maybe people think that in order to work for the Lord, uh, you have to do something super spiritual, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You have to be this very anointed speaker or this Bible scholar or this Bible Mm -hmm. teacher. Those things are important. Missionary. (laughs) Right. But I encourage women, especially moms, maybe to, to all women, I encourage all women to look at their talents, even the ones that don't feel super spiritual. Okay. So mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. to use, I like to use the one of, you know, maybe you're, you're a great cook. You're great right. at baking cakes. And I feel like there are really, there are, there are two audiences in the world. There are, we can minister to believers yep. and we can minister to unbelievers. Mm-hmm. There's, there's really only two sets of people mm-hmm. that we're focused mm-hmm. on. And so either way, you know, someone in your church family is going through something and you bake that cake and you take it, you know, as an opportunity, as, a, as an open door to like be able to say, I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you mm-hmm. to provide mm-hmm. them some kind of comfort. Or mm-hmm. you, you take that cake to that lost neighbor mm-hmm. who maybe you're not, mm-hmm. you know, really, uh, you're not reading scripture to them, but you're showing them right. the love of God. Right. You know, you're yeah. showing them the compassion of Jesus. Yes. And so I feel like if, if, if we, look for those opportunities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Really, really, if we ask the Lord for those opportunities, mm-hmm. he will provide them. He will. And I think so much of that is about not comparing our talents or our interests or our gifts to other people's. Right. Because Absolutely. I know for me, my journey was, I thought you, I thought the most holy way that you serve the Lord was to be a wife and a mom, which is probably why God, you know, that idol in my mind or whatever that mm. God was like, I've called you to be a, you know, a speaker. Right. And when most of my friends were getting married at age 27 and becoming wives and moms, I was speaking, but I, it's like, I had to let go of the fact that this is the best way to serve the kingdom is to marry a Christian man and raise Christian kids. Like that was a real battle for me, but my calling is not less than the women who that was their path. It's not. And so I say that to say to people who are listening, who you have a talent, you have a passion, you have an interest, and you're even looking at maybe us two right now. Well, that's an author or she's a speaker, but yes, baking, painting, 
maybe it's traveling. Maybe, I mean, there's something that God has created you uniquely to do that you uniquely are good at, that you uniquely love, that nobody else, there's no other you on this planet. And it, and I think when women stop trying to be other women and lean into that, they find a purpose and an impact that they've been looking for. Absolutely. So that's my sermonette. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And it's really about trusting God with the outcome that if I, if I put myself out there, if I try, it's kind of like the, you know, the, the fish and the loaves, like what can he do with it? it yeah. Might, it might seem small. Yeah. It, it might, but look, look what he can do yeah. with just a little bit of obedience. Yes. And, and so, yes, that's in, that's not just in, in being a mother that's in every, all those things that you just said, it's in, it can be in anything because he can, he can use anything. Mm -hmm. If he can use a little boy in his picnic lunch mm -hmm. to, to feed all those people, he can do great things through any of us when we're obedient and when we, we seek mm -hmm. his will for our lives. Amen. Yes. Those first steps of obedience and there's no, for people who, again, who are listening, there is no like online quiz that's going to tell you what you're, there's just not, um, <laughs> you're like, you're for laughing. Sure. People can't see you laughing, but, yes. um, yes, for sure. Because there might be people right now who it's like, no, God's calling is that you stay at home and raise your kids. That is God's talent, gift, interest. Sure. And, and, you, and you maybe were so hardwired and made for that, that you don't need to do other stuff and you need to be happy with that and stop comparing yourself to, to other people who are doing other stuff. But the, the bottom line is it's between you and the Lord. Like, like do not expect your life to look like other people's life. But if the, when you're communicating with God and when you're open and when you're asking, I do think God is not playing games with us about how we're supposed to be impacting the kingdom. We've all been given a gift. The Bible tells us that, right? I mean, the moment you get saved, you're given a gift uh, from the Holy spirit to edify the body, to reach the lost and how you uniquely use your gift is really something that only I think God is going to reveal to you. Would you agree with that or no? For the most part, you know, I think sometimes he will speak through others. Maybe somebody else has, you know, a, a revelation and they share it with you, but then God will confirm it Yeah, for sure. You don't take other people's word for it necessarily. He'll confirm it to you specifically. Yeah. Uh, but I think Colossians 3.23 is something that we all need to take to heart. It's whatever you do, work heartily mm. as for the Lord and not for men. Mm -hmm. And and so whatever that calling is, whatever you you feel passionate about, mm -hmm. find a way to make it about him. Mm. I love that. That's so simple. Yeah. Yeah, it does feel that way. I mean, I know we're talking about not comparing ourselves and, um, but, I, and, and this is not a woman, but I try to tell my kids, you know, about Tim Tebow, you know, yeah. how he could use football mm -hmm. as a platform for Jesus. And so that verse, you know, whatever you do, mm. like we said, baking, mm. speaking, whatever he used football. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we might not have a stage as big as his, but, um, mm. And, and, and you, you may be a stay at home mom, you know, like I said, just baking that cake to take it to your neighbor, but you, you never know what the Lord can do with that. So we have to work heartily as for the Lord. Yeah. And what you're saying, there's a little bit of a flip. I feel like 
and it's kind of trusting that whatever you're passionate about, you can make for the Lord, whatever you're working at, you can make for the Lord instead of this perspective that people have of like, I'm waiting for the Lord to tell me what my super spiritual, spiritual calling gift, how I'm supposed to work in the church or work in the missions field. But it's like, what if what's already inside of you? Because God knit you together in your mother's womb and you're passionate about baking or you're passionate about organizing or you're passionate about football. What if that's the thing you're just supposed to make about Jesus? Right. Right. And it's trusting him with the outcome, even if we don't see it. Mm. So it's very easy to get discouraged. It, especially if I've got a, a book, you know, I love this. I love this story. This this story is so fun and entertaining and it's got a gospel message and maybe I think it's great. And maybe I don't see the sales Mm. that I would like to see. Mm. That's okay. Yeah. That's just one metric. Okay. Of how far the story is going. I don't see that one reader who got it, who it drew them closer to the Lord. And then they shared it with a friend and then that friend right. was inspired to do something right. because, you know, even though it's fiction, we don't know, we can't mm-hmm. limit God. Right. You know, he, he can do. So I'm just kind of trusting and believing that one day I'm going to get to heaven right. and there's going to be like one person who comes up to me and, you know, says, thank you for, for obeying the Lord. Cause it wasn't me. It was God who, who, mm-hmm. who gave it to me, but you know, thank you for doing that because this happened and I'll be, you know, so blown away by that. Something mm-hmm. I never knew while I was here. So I look forward to that. This. It's so good. Basically what, what, I'm picking up is like, it doesn't have to be overtly super spiritual and it doesn't have to have overt huge impact. Absolutely. Right. Because you just have to trust again, him. Yeah. And we're living in a day and age where because of social media and likes and follows and instant, all the stuff. I mean, I can feel that way too. It'd be like, Oh, I posted a reel or something that had some great message. Um, but it only got 600 views. Well, the last one I did had 8,000 views. That reel was a failure. Like this is the world we live in. It's that. (laughs) And yet so hard. Yeah. And yet God is over here. And here's the beautiful thing that I'm hearing from you and that I have experienced in my own life. The gift that God has, the, the passion, the interest that God has given you. Sure. It blesses other people. And it brings glory to God, but it sounds like it also blesses you. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it, when you do, when you find a calling, mm-hmm. it is so fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. I've had people, I've had people say, oh, you're doing too much. Like, because I am busy, I'm mm-hmm. very, very busy. Like, oh, you're doing too much. How do you do it all? If I didn't, it's, it's more like I get, I feel more spiritually at rest mm-hmm. when I am busy mm-hmm. doing what he made me to do. Mm-hmm. And so, so I feel like I, I have to, you know, I have to write, I have to create, I have to speak uh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. because that is, that is how he wired me. And that is how he blesses me, you know, because yeah. I do feel fulfilled and what he's called me to do now they're like I think kind of we talked about sometimes we always feel like there's something else there's always the next thing but he's growing us and he is like maturing us and so I do think we just kind of go from you know this level to that level to that level 
as he is growing us and molding us into that purpose that he has for us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My, the things I feel that God has called me to do are, are deeply and ultimately fulfilling to me as well. And I know there's a lot of women who don't feel that. Um, they maybe even are, they could be single. They could be married. They could be married with kids. It doesn't really matter. But I know there's a lot of women who are like, but I don't really feel fulfilled. I never feel more fulfilled at all than when I've just like got done speaking, for example. Um, and so it's, if people are hearing what we're saying, because it's actually really, really powerful, what's being said here. If we can get over the fact that it has to be super spiritual, it has to have super impact we can get over how we think it's supposed to look and just lean into the passions, the gifts, the talents God has given us, trust him with the results, you will find fulfillment. Like, like you can have, it doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter what age your kids are. It doesn't matter if, if you're lacking that fulfillment in your life, our fulfillment does come from how, like, our, our bigger meaning, our bigger purpose, which is how are we supposed to be telling people about Jesus? How are Absolutely. we, how are we supposed to be working for the kingdom? And if you're not doing that, even on a small level, the, the level God created you to do it, you won't be fulfilled. I really believe that. Absolutely. And if you're unsure, maybe you maybe you think, well, he, he didn't give me a calling. <laughs> maybe you think I don't have any talent. I don't have any, I don't uh, have a purpose. That's, that's not true. Uh, you just need to ask him what it is. Mm -hmm. And I mean, in James, it says, if any of you lack wisdom, mm -hmm. let him ask of God who so gives, gives to all men mm -hmm. uh, liberally and upbraideth not. So ask him. And then when you ask him, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? Just, just simple. Just what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. And then you sit and wait for a while, you know, and you listen. Mm -hmm. And I, I truly, truly believe that he will give us assignments. He will give us missions. He will give us purpose. And it might just blow our minds. It might really surprise us like sitting on a beach, having someone start telling you a story when you're not expecting it, you know, in your head. Um, but, but he'll do it because he's, he's faithful when we pray and we ask him. I agree completely. Um, I remember when the Lord kind of said to me, I want you to start speaking. It was right after I had cried out to him angrily in prayer because I thought I was supposed to get, be getting married. I think I'd gone to like my 11th wedding that summer and I'd just gone through a breakup and all the jazz. And I was like sitting in my apartment crying. Um, and I remember saying, what do you want from me? I'm doing everything you want. I'm serving. I'm not sleeping around. I love you. I only want to get married from the right, for the right reasons. I, I remember saying the words, what do you want from me? Which was an angry way to ask him. <laughs> You're, we're encouraging y'all today, unless you've hit rock bottom to just ask him nicely, what do you want me to do? But in essence, I was like, what do you want from me? And that's when I hear almost heard an audible voice. I've never heard an audible voice from God, but almost heard an audible voice. I want you to speak. And I was like, mm -hmm. and it was shocking that yeah. idea had never come to me on my own. Just probably like when you were sitting there and that character visited you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah. So I hope that everybody listening today is, is finding this very encouraging because you were made to, I mean, the Bible says you were created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Um, it also says that we've been given everything we need for life and godliness. And I will quote, I will, unless you know, them off the top of your head, I'll put the references. No, but that's one of my favorites. <laughs> okay. 
So I'll put the references to these verses in the show notes, ladies, if you want to look them up. But the Bible is extremely clear that we were all created uniquely on purpose, that we have what we need to do good works. And, and, and you just have to ask him and fulfillment is possible. And fulfillment is found in living out these purposes and these callings. They don't have to be big. They don't have to be super spiritual. We might not even see the results of them, but I do think that when you're walking in your gifting and calling, you will know, um, you will feel it. Would you agree with that? I do. I do. Uh, but I do think we have to be open for it to change. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, because we, we may not, we may think we know God's plan and it could change. It could shift. So mm -hmm. I think, well, yes, I think we'll know, but I think, uh, at any moment he could give you an, a new assignment. We've got to be open and, and willing to, to pivot. You know, I started out writing, mm -hmm. I'm very fulfilled in that, but then I started feeling this, this nudge to speak more. Mm -hmm. And then, so I prayed and I asked God, you know, what, where do you want me to speak? I don't have a clue how to get started. And then, you know, shared with you that just this year, I've had three opportunities just to pop up and it seems like out of the blue. And we know that that's not really, you know, it's not coincidence. Um, it's the Lord's hand. And, and I'm just so, so amazed and so humbled and I'm mostly like surprised at myself that, that I forget you know, because I'll ask him for something and then I'll be surprised when I get it. Like, how did I not expect it? Why wasn't I even expecting this? I should have expected this because I asked him for it and he provided and like, where is my faith? Yeah. <laughs> so that happens a lot. Where I, that happens a lot I, to me too. Where I'm like, why am I surprised when, when he does what he said he would do? And, and then I, then I have to like, I'm sorry, Lord, I should have just believed, you know, trusted you more. But yeah, he surprises me with those opportunities. And I'm very grateful for them. That's awesome. Yes, it, it does shift, doesn't it? It does the calling. He can give us a new assignment. I like the way you said that. He can give us a new assignment at any time. Um, well, let's wrap it up with maybe just some words for anybody who's feeling maybe some, I mean, you already acknowledged them for sure. But if anybody's feeling any angst about, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what my calling is. I don't feel fulfilled in what I'm doing right now. Um, yeah, obviously this is a, a prayer issue. Like talk to the Lord about it. I think sometimes it's a bit of a patience issue too. I mean, I've known a lot of people who are like kind of on the other end of what I just described, meaning they feel a real call. I, I know I want to be X, Y, and Z. I feel very called to do X, Y, and Z. I've got a song in my heart and nowhere to sing for years. They feel that way. Um, any thoughts about that person? Now, I, th I think what you just said was, was Holy spirit led because it was one thing that we had had not hit on yet. And that patience, it's very, very important. Mm -hmm. um, and it is that faith, because, you know, because we don't, we don't see things right away. And, and so I might pray something and then forget that I prayed it. And then that's, that's probably why I'm really surprised is because I'd forgotten about that, you know, until so, so many weeks or whatever later, but it, it is, uh, having faith, but then being patient because mm -hmm. we don't, we don't always mm -hmm. see those things right away. And that can be discouraging. That can be hard, but just knowing that his timing is perfect. 
his plan is perfect. His mm -hmm. and, and definitely for sure, one thing that I have learned is his timetable is not mine. God is not bound by time. He doesn't, he doesn't, you know, he, he operates outside of time. Mm -hmm. And, and so patience is, you know, super important. Not, don't let yourself be discouraged. Mm -hmm. um, he yeah, does have a plan. Mm -hmm. Because there's, I know, again, I know there's people listening who will go, yeah, but I feel so called to be a mother, for example, you know, sure. and that is my calling that will fulfill me. And my husband and I have been trying for five years or 10 years even. And to them, they're listening to this going, well, I can't, you know what I mean? Like, and so I want to acknowledge you guys too, as we're talking about this, I want to acknowledge that, uh, I think patience character development, our gift, a, a real kind of specific or fulfilling gifting or calling. Some people do have to wait a long time for, I, I, but in that I would encourage you the greatest commandment of all, which is love God and love your neighbor as yourself is your calling today. <laughs> I mean, we are all to be loving God, knowing God, enjoying God, learning more about God, loving people. And if you haven't angst for like but I know I'm supposed to be in Africa, but I know I'm supposed to be a speaker, Rebecca, and nobody's invited me to speak yet. I think to you, I just want to speak. Yeah. Patience. Um, you're not alone in that. I know a lot of people who've walked that road as well. Yeah. I feel, I feel that deeply <laughs> the waiting and the patience. <laughs> For sure. And, and I think he can give us other assignments in the meantime, like you mm -hmm. say that loving God, loving others, that's, that's our main purpose. So, I mean, you look, look for ways to do that. And, um, while you're waiting on this, this other thing that you feel so passionately about. Yeah. Wait on the Lord. Um, just a beautiful conversation, you know, it's nuanced, it's layered. There's a lot of angles. I'm glad we can just talk about it though. And kind of talk about it from all angles. I think we could talk endlessly. And I think that's, what's important too, is that this isn't necessarily a, a conversation here where, where we're giving you guys like a, a plan or a path to go right. find your purpose and calling. It's more just like we're humans and life is everybody's journey is different. Um, but and sometimes it's, you know, two steps forward and one step back. I mean, just on my spiritual journey, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I'm finding you feel so close to the Lord and you're so, you know, you just, you're doing so good. And then, yeah, we're human. And, and I'll have those days where mm -hmm. I feel like, man, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm just not, mm -hmm. I'm just not where I'm supposed to be with the Lord. I haven't done this and that. And then he is so gracious and so loving and kind. Mm -hmm. And he just reminds me over and over, you know, that none of us are what we're going to be. <laughs> he's, he's still growing all of us. Mm -hmm. every single day and yeah. uh, one day we'll be like him but yeah. we're not there yet because his purpose for us is to make us more into the image of christ right right so that's that's the bigger bigger thing that's going on that can sometimes make us all feel like what's happening and why is this happening so slowly or <laughs> why do you call me to do this because he's got a purpose with us too sure so well, friends, keep praying about it. Keep talking about it. Have these conversations with friends. Um, just don't be afraid to admit if you feel called to something, if you feel fulfilled, if you feel unfulfilled, if you feel like you're stuck in a waiting. I mean, we've, we've hit on a lot of, a lot of things here today, but 
all for God's glory. I want, I want to unleash women to step into purpose and calling, but also remind everybody that what our, what God's ultimate desire is from you today is to know him, love him, trust him, love people. And we can all do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I try to weave these themes into the fiction. So that's, that's the way that God's allowed me to, to spread these messages, not just through great conversations like mm -hmm. this one with you, but through story. And so look for those unique ways, those different ways that you can you know spread the messages of, of hope and love and of the goodness of God and redemption in Christ Jesus. Amen. Well, tell my people where they can find you and where they can buy these books that sound amazing. Well, my website is heathernormansmith.com and all of my novels are available on Amazon and other retailers. Um, but I, I do have five novels out. The most recent released in February is called Songs for a Sunday. Um, and I, I really feel like it's a message of hope that I, that I really hope that readers will, it will resonate with them. And, um, yeah, Amazon, uh, christianbook.com, barnesandnoble.com on paperback and ebook. You can find them there. Wonderful. Well, go check it out, everybody. Songs for a Sunday by Heather Norman Smith. Thank you for sharing your talent with the world and letting God work through you, but also just having this wonderful conversation with me today. It's been fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening all the way through to the end. Make sure you check the show notes for links to everything that was referenced in today's episode. Make sure you join the Facebook page and the Abundant Life Lab if you want to be doing this work on a practical level. And ladies, there are so many people out there who need this content. Women who are wondering what they were made for. Women who are trying to fix their bad theology. Women who think there must be more to life than this. Please rate and review the show. Please share it on your social media. Please send it to friends so that we can continue to build an army of women who are bringing glory to God and bringing heaven to earth. Thanks. See you next week.